Hey everyone, it is Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We want to thank the following people for going to patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons and supporting our show. So a huge thank you to Derek Haynes. Dr. Jason Woods. Jamal Newman. Melanie Harker. Allison Keene. The one and only Sean Paul Ellis. And the amazing Dave Trumbor. Oh, thank you so much. Now, it might sound kind of weird that we are thanking some familiar people and ourselves in this list, but we want to let you listeners out there know that we are not just asking you to support us through Patreon. We are actually putting our hard-earned dollars uh, into the show as well. So we just want to say thank you to those who have supported. And for anyone who can't but would like to help, that, help out the show in some way, feel free to share our Patreon page within your social media circles. It would really help a lot. So thank you, guys. We appreciate you going to patreon.com slash Cartoons to sponsor and support our podcast. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the nation of Wakanda, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, the one and only Ginger Panther, it's Sean Paul Ellis. (laughs) How's it going, bud? (laughs) David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing real good, man. It's, uh, It's Marvel May. How can I be upset? Oh, man, you can't be. I mean... Not after coming off of Guardians of the Galaxy last week. Yikes. With a huge disappointment. So yeah, how could you possibly get upset? You still think huge disappointment? Yeah, it's still a disappointment for me. Mm, interesting. Well, it's a good thing uh, we're moving on then, I guess. But, I mean, anybody who's listening right now, you should have, a couple days ago, as of maybe yesterday, enjoyed <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So congratulations on that. Yeah, you made the correct choice, the live action choice. So well done. Yes. Well done. If, you, if you're yeah. a fan of the animated series, let us know. Like, maybe things shape up a little bit better uh, in the next go-around, but uh, each their own. <laughs> I'm a hard pass for right now, I, but... I mean, I've have... been watching Gurdains uh, of the Underwelling, <laughs> so I love the Gurdains. I keep, I keep hearing Gurdains, and I keep hearing the word Bourdains, like Anthony Bourdains. Anthony Bourdains, hmm And it's just, I have a feeling like that's just like a like a, a group or a collective of five really drunk, coked-out New York chefs making deliciously tasty meals. As a superhero team? Yeah. And then um, later on, having like a, tra- like a travel show where they talk to you about all these crazy places and experiences that they have. And you go along for the journey, too. While drunk. While everybody's drunk. And while drunk. I'm okay with that. In the- yeah, I'm good with that. Well, how'd you feel about Wolverine and the X-Men, then? Let's just recap, because we had that as well. Lest that uh, one slip by you. That one was okay too. I just I, I wasn't a huge fan of that as well. I wow, actually think we so for far. Two? Yeah, I actually think so far for this month we are zero for two for me. I think I have I think I have been a hard do not watch for the first two Marvel cartoons. Yikes! And I, I think that for uh, Wolverine and the X Men, I think it was just because there was a lot of stuff that was kind of shoehorned in there, and I didn't like the animation style. Just wasn't a big fan. Sorry, guys. Wow, I'm really curious to see what what you thought about this particular show tonight, then, because the animation style is very unique. And I know. There's only six episodes, so guess what? They cram a lot of stuff in. They, so they do cram a lot of stuff in. We shall see. Since I said Wakanda, obviously that means we're talking about Black Panther. Yeah, buddy. Why don't you give the folks out there a brief, ever so brief, history of this particular TV series, which you might not even have known existed? Yeah, I I didn't know, and I was foolish for not being aware. Black Panther is an American motion comic and television series by Marvel Knights Animation. Titmouse Inc. in partnership with Hoodlin Entertainment and BET. 
based on the popular Marvel comic superhero of the same name. It was the first animated television series produced by BET since Hey Money. Each of the six episodes of the series was 20 minutes in length. The series was broadcast in the United States on BET in November of 2011. So not that long ago. No, not super long ago. No, but there's a couple things here, right? Uh, a, I have no idea what Marvel Knights animation is. No clue either. I've never heard of that. I've heard of BK Knights, right? I've heard of Knights of the <laughs> Round. I've heard of the, the, I think the Los Angeles Knights from Any Given Sunday. I might have that Wait, wrong. Hold up. Hold up. They might BK be the Sharks. Let's go back to the first one. Okay, BK let's Knights, aren't, they, aren't they sneakers? Yeah, they're sneakers. They sneakers with, did they have lights? We I can't remember if they had lights or not. Were they the first light-ups? BK Lights were the light-ups. BK Lights. British Night Lights. Oh, BK okay. BK Lights. If you guys have a pair of uh, pristine size 12 BK Lights out there, I don't know if they made you looking to make a You looking to make a purchase? I will wear some BK Lights. No, no, no. You send them to me, and I'll wear them. Uh, Not going to oh. buy them. <laughs> Not gonna Throw buy some Pop-Tarts in, and we'll think about it. I don't know. Ooh, you going Pop-Tarts? You're not going Toaster Strudel? I don't know. I'm still divided. There's a schism in the church of the pastry gods right now, and I don't know which... The toaster pastry? Yeah. I don't know which... Guys, we we have been starting this, and this is a long-standing inside (laughs) joke that we've been really happy about. Just me and you. Toaster Strudels or Pop-Tarts, guys? We want to know. you got to let us know. We're going to put a poll up. (laughs) And then we're going to make you fight against each other, and whoever (laughs) is left standing at the end of it. Wait. Gets to do the DIY icing. That's the that's, that's the whole the, goal. That's the prize. So guess what? Sean is clearly Church Strudel because there's no taking, DIY. Taking sides. What if we did coming. this hmm. as a total sidebar? Mm-hmm. Toaster Strudel with the frosting as the bread of the sandwich, popped heart in the middle. Blasphemy. That seems like too Blasphemy. much, but I'd eat it. Blasphemy, abomination, sacrilege. <sighs> you cannot. I, I can't even like I can't even think of what unholy abomination that would create. I I, I seriously see your brain yeah. short circuiting from <laughs> the heresy that I just came out of my Heresy's mouth. Heresy is another like, good one. What is this? A hex and beast, if ever I've heard one. <laughs> Surprisingly, oh, no toaster strudels or pop tarts in Black Panther tonight. I was kind of let down by that. Surprise! 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 But- but what was in it? Can you give us a little synopsis, David? Oh, yeah, sure. So if you're not familiar with Black Panther, this was obviously like a great introduction to the character, to the world, to the comic series. Uh, so here's kind of the background for what's going on. Upon becoming the new Black Panther after the assassination of his father, T'Chaka, T'Challa deals with the jealousy in the Wakandan royal court while looking for the man who killed his father. Unbeknownst to Black Panther, Claw, the man who assassinated T'Chaka, has assembled a group of villains consisting of Batrock the Leaper, Juggernaut, <laughs> the Vatican Black Knight, and the Russian Radioactive Man to help him take over Wakanda. There is a crazy cast of, of characters in only six episodes. Like a shitload of people show up. Way more than you're going to see in the Marvel live-action movie Black Panther. I, I guarantee it. Yeah. A, they don't have the, the rights, the movie rights, to most of these people who show up. And B, it just would like come out of way out of left field to have you're gonna have claw you're gonna have ulysses claw because uh what's his name andy circus is gonna be there sure uh you're definitely not gonna have juggernaut <laughs> not gonna get juggernaut we've already had two iterations of juggernaut i believe from the x-men movie um i think just the one didn't we just have the one vinnie jones was it just the one hmm. just vinnie jones in the third x-men okay I'm All the right. juggernaut, bitch. We've uh, we've had we've had Batrock the Leaper. We have had Batrock. We Leaper. have had him. He was George Saint Pierre. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> in, like a glorified uh, stuntman. I mean, he did great. Not knocking him at all. It's just the part that they gave him to fight against uh, Cap in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, 
in Winter Sol- and that was also one of the scenes too at the beginning of Winter Soldier where I don't think I took a breath for about maybe seven minutes because there was so much fun, exciting oh, yeah. fighting that happened at the beginning. That of whole intro sequence was great, yeah. And then the entire fight with uh, with Saint Pierre as uh, as Batrock. I actually had to go back and watch that scene because I was like, in my brain, I was like, he did this role justice. I'm positive. Let me rewatch him do this yeah. character justice. And then to contrast it with what we watched tonight, it's very, very silly. It's very silly and very different. But I actually like what they did with, with Batrock uh, in, the, in this cartoon. And we'll yeah, get into that. Yeah. Because each of these characters kind of gets a chance to kind of make a stamp on exactly what they were doing. So this is right. only six episodes, like Sean mentioned. We watched, well, I watched all of them. Uh, Sean watched the first and the sixth because we kind of bookended it. I just really wanted to know like what was going on. I was really into most of this stuff, so I just wanted to check it out. But before we get into that, and, and I'm actually, yeah, I, I'll say this: I'm insanely jealous that you did. I wish I had watched the other four episodes. There's a good chance that when we're done recording this, I will go watch and I will go. There's a good chance I will go back and watch four episodes of this to and, actually complete the series. And not to spoil my recommendation or not but i yeah i'd suggest it now the only reason that i was able to watch it is because i watched them all on like double speed so everybody kind of talked like this and the action was very fast um i don't recommend that <laughs> it kind of ruins the experience a little bit but i still kind of got the the general gist and the uh it, it works because it's a motion the, comic lose, right that's the only reason it but works you, but you lose all the grit and like the the like dozens the base, of packs of cigarettes that must have gone yeah into all of these voice actors, like into their throats, in order to make all of these deep growls that yep. are in this show. Hundred percent. Ah, buddy. Oh, buddy. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. So unfortunately, <sighs> that's the sacrifice that must be made. But I did get to watch all six of them, so that was kind of cool. And I got to hear this sweet ass theme song six times, plus the outro. Let's talk about let's talk about this theme song. Let's get to it. What do you think? Um. Yeah, this theme song was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was a nice blend of hip hop, a little bit of funk, and then there was like some kind of like weird electronic voices. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Sean, you have criticized weird electronic <laughs> robot voices before, and yeah. you are 100% right. Yeah, I are. have thrown an incredible amount of shade and shit every time we hear things like Robots Masters and some of these awful, awful theme songs. But for this one, it was used in such a minimalistic manner that it just it felt like it it backed up sort of the funk portions yep. of what was going on, sort of like if it was like, uh, like P-Funk All-Stars. Um, like if it was a George Clinton jam that was coming out, I would have been like, yeah, this sounds great. Makes like, sense. I'm 100% on board with this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and it gives you a really nice introduction to uh, a couple of the characters uh, that yeah, are, are extremely important. And I'll be honest with you, when it flashed up with Storm as Jill Scott, yeah. I fucking lost my mind. <laughs> Why for Storm uh, or for Jill that Scott? Because cra- I feel like we have two different. Uh, for both. Oh, for both. Um, one, if you've never listened to, and this was my introduction to Jill Scott, was who is Jill Scott and the entire album that she has. She is a phenomenal singer, uh, and just I don't know from watching a lot of her music videos. Like when I was younger, I was just like, she also seems like she's got an incredible sense of humor, and she's just an awesome person in general. Sounds like it. Uh, so. So suddenly to see her as Storm, I was like, oh my God, I would have never thought this in my life, but this is fucking perfect. Well, it's just bizarre um, that like Storm showed up because me not knowing much about the Black Panther like comics background, I mean, I know more about Storm or knew more about Storm than I did about Black Panther coming into this. So 
I had no clue that she was just going to show up and then to play such a pivotal part in the whole story. Pretty cool. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, really fantastic. Uh, and then it just sort of kind of at the end, it just kind of has like one single line that just kind of like leads you out that sort of sets, I guess maybe, I guess maybe it sort of sets the tone for Wakandan policy. Pretty much. Or policy for Wakanda, yeah. which is just simply get out my way. Yeah, my way. And I was like, oh, oh fuck. I love it because it's, it's, and I apologize to him if he's listening and I'm saying his name wrong, but it's Jimon Hansu, who you've seen in a number of movies. He's actually elsewhere in the, uh, the Marvel universe too, I believe, but he's in like a number of movies over the last few decades. Uh, very well known, uh, very accomplished veteran actor. I don't know how many voice roles he's had, but this is definitely uh, an interesting one. And again, going back to what we were saying before, like I love that this was on BET of all things. Just, yeah. just the fact that it was on that network, I mean, it makes sense for the theme of the show and the mythology of it. I'm amazed that it did not get like a wider audience than just like BET. I'm not saying BET doesn't have a broad audience. I'm just saying it's strange that it, this was, I mean, Netflix was around. It wasn't quite what it is now, but it didn't make its way into like the modern culture. It wasn't, it wasn't something that like everybody knew about. Cause even the two of us who were like cartoon crazy, I had no clue it was on BET. I had inklings that it existed, but I had no clue it was on BET. Yeah. I was aware of it out in the zeitgeist, but I had no idea that this was an exclusive production for BET. Like I, I'm glad that I found this now, but I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say for, uh, for Mr. Uh, Hansu, mm-hmm. um, do you know where else he is in the Marvel Galaxy? Wasn't because he? He was in Guardians, it's, wasn't he? It's because it's very frustrating to me because we talked about this character. Yeah, it was, um, I can't think of his name now. He's, but he's Korath. Yeah, Korath, the Pursuer. He's, he's from, Korath, from the Pursuer. From the first Guardians, but he didn't do the right. voice for the, the cartoon, right? No, yeah, no, okay. which is why the cartoon was awful <laughs> and why he is so phenomenal yeah. in, the car, or in the actual live-action Guardians. Yep. So, and oh, it was modeled man. off of his, his uh, appearance, at his least. His character, yeah. 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 But I mean, good on him. So, yeah. yeah, just my two cents real quick on this theme song. I love that it has a style and kind of a swagger that matches the hero. Right, it's kind of got like a tribal feel to it, but it's also got that funk, a little bit of hip hop thrown in. It's definitely got like a nice energy to it. Like it's, I had no problem listening to this thing six or seven times because um, I listened to it like a couple extra times just to kind of like get in the rhythm of it. And then the <laughs> outro has a bit of it too. The outro I actually thought was like more energetic and was like that was used for more of like the action beats and action sequences, and you yeah. you get that theme repeated throughout the series, and it's really cool. It's like it's got a good. There's a good drum beat to it. There's a cool kind of just like refrain, even if they're just saying T'Challa or if they're saying Black Panther. It just it's just got a good rhythm and a flow to it that it really just works. It works for the whole yeah. thing. And I love the roll call because that really helps. Yeah. That really I mean, helps. there's there's so much uh to the the Wakandan royal family that, you know, we we don't we don't really get sort of more of a, a formal glimpse. Like we've seen them in other cartoons. And we've seen Black Panther in other cartoons, as well as also now in live action. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those big things where you're just kind of like, oh, but I, I don't know, like, the inner workings and some of the details with them. I think we saw them in the Avengers cartoon that we watched last year. Yeah, I think briefly. Very briefly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, a, this is kind of a fun, and this is a great way to, to reintroduce everybody who's going to be very relevant in this story. So. Yeah, and it really does go through, like, the major players. Oh, and they make no... Uh, 
I don't know what the word is, but they, they definitely come right out and say like, this is set in Africa, by the way. Like they just do like yeah. a, a pan over like a continental map of just like, boom, here's Africa. <laughs> and then they just drop you right into it. They're like, all right, dummies, in case you weren't paying attention, this takes place in Africa. And, and I'll say this too. Like it, it definitely seemed like the, my final thought on the entire yep. theme song was that it had a really great kind of 70s vibe to mm. it with sort of a more of a modern appeal. Uh, the, the, there was something about this that kind of was immediately reminiscent of black exploitation. Yeah, it's uh, got films kind of that from feel that genre, to it. right, right. Um, and it because like a lot of those theme songs had like a roll call in it as well, yeah. and so this kind of funk to it, yeah. and you know, and it was something too that like it was dedicated in the sense that this theme song was dedicated animation to kind of doing that roll call yeah. and that introduction and sort of you know paying or paying heritage to the to the roots of where this story comes from in africa and so all of this is just really fantastic yeah and there was there was something else i wanted to mention too um oh the technology too so they actually show off some of the technology right so it's not just the characters one of the things that i absolutely (laughs) love what we're going to get into so much of the technology, Wakandan technology tonight. It's so crazy. We definitely are, but I want, I want to touch on it here because one thing I absolutely love about this story is that, and we'll get into the background and the history of Wakanda when we talk about the plot, but essentially they've had like advanced technology for way longer than anybody else on Earth, right? So take the most mm-hmm. advanced military, the most advanced science, research, engineering, whatever. Today, Wakanda had that maybe a hundred years ago. Like that's kind of how far beyond everybody else they actually are. So I love that they show in this intro, they show him on like a floating, like a, like a hover throne. They show him in like this little like hovering jet ski war mobile, whatever these things are, but they show the tech. But at the same time, they like have a very um, tribal culture. They have a very uh, a culture that's associated with like nature gods and the panther gods and a lot of sort of the mystic sides of things. So it's a really cool interplay of those two things. And that actually comes across in the, in the intro in the theme song, which is crazy. That doesn't yeah. often happen. All right. Something we can probably spend a fair amount of time on is actually the animation style tonight. Usually we don't get to talk about it too much because it's, everything we see is kind of the same. There might be a little tweaks here or there that set things apart. But this, I think, is like the first motion comic we've talked about. I think that this is one of the first motion comics that we've talked about. Yeah. And kudos to them for being yeah. such a great motion comic. You know, I, I feel like, I don't, I don't know, maybe in the last couple months, there has been uh, a lot of criticisms that we've had uh, of different cartoons where it seems like they only hit some of those keyframe animations right. and they didn't do whatever the filler was right. in to, to kind of flesh it out and make it look like there were more frames per second. This one doesn't necessarily have to do that because of sort of the, the art direction, the detail within the art direction. Right. Uh, reminded me of a, I don't know if you ever read like 90s image comic books. Oh, yeah. Uh, but like for some reason, uh, I don't know if you ever read Death Blow. This is a real weird no, I don't know reach back. But like <clears throat> a soldier that was in like sort of a, a special ops kind of like Wetworks team. Uh, and it was something where like it was so, it was mainly in black and white with a little bit of like an emphasis of color. Was it kind of like a Punisher? So- a little bit, okay. yeah. Punisher uh, but it was so, but it was so highly detailed, yeah. like in all of the faces and all of the body, and just like uh, those specific lines and shading that they had that were in there, and uh, and even maybe Spawn to some extent. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that cape um, and those chains and the, the oh, work God, with yeah. the shadows and yeah. 
And they did a lot of that for our titular character that we had yeah. in this. And so I felt like a lot of that kind of came across from like older 90s image comics. But for being a motion comic, fuck, there were there were moments where I actually had to Google this and be like, this is a motion comic, correct? Because it had more fluid moments and action sequences sometimes than some of these other professionally made cartoons that actually had the ability and budget yeah, to like full create frames. more. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know this. I loved it. I thought it was really For, cool. It seemed like a, at first it seemed just like a way that you can be like, oh, motion comic, you're saving money, you're skipping on animation. And you can make that argument for a number of things. But honestly, for this, it was like a really cool way to bring the story to life. And then as you're watching it, you just forget that it's a motion comic. Like there are very few moments where you're just like, oh, where you get pulled out of the frame because something, there's like a janky bit of uh, animation or like a weird edit or like a character just looks off. Like, no, the, the voice work is solid, but the animation is equally solid throughout. It's weird how well this worked, actually. It shouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, maybe it did. I mean, maybe it should have worked and maybe it should have continued to work, yeah. you know, for, for a second season. Oh, I would because, have loved I mean, that. I mean, I feel that, I mean, they set it up for it. I mean, they, yeah, this is just like an introductory will... season. I mean, a lot of crazy shit happens, but yeah. it's just like an introductory uh, arc for T'Challa's yeah. first, first kind of like crisis as king, as newly I mean, crowned king. And, and you get a lot of supporting characters yeah. that come into this show throughout the entire six episodes. There are probably more characters that come into this than like the entire arc of all of X-Men, the animated series. I, and I feel like I feel like they're digging deep. Like there are some deep reaches <laughs> yeah. with like like uh, with Radioactive Man, yeah. like with all of these all these people. Like I had to go back and look up some of the the histories and and just kind of wikipedia some of these characters because i was like where are they finding all these people from like yeah. black knight that one like, threw me for a loop and i loved him because i loop, thought he man. was great but i was just like <laughs> the fuck and this was like the fourth iteration of that character i guess he's gone through a number of different cycles of uh various black knights over the years but i was just like what's martin lawrence doing here this is crazy why did <laughs> he know. show up ridiculous <sighs> that's I, that's a throwback for the 90s kids out there Right. Yeah. But I, I feel like I feel like for the tone that is set uh, in the theme song mm-hmm. to then carry that into this art style, I, I, I felt like this was a really cohesive piece of of art um, that I, I just I really enjoyed watching. There was nothing about the art style, even when they brought in those characters mm-hmm. and, and we can talk about them in a minute, yeah, yeah. even when they didn't feel like they were like what my expectation like they didn't match maybe what my preconceived expectation was. I was still really excited to see them, and they brought them in in such like an interesting way that I was like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board with this. I want to watch this fight, especially in the first episode. Yeah, and definitely in the last one too, where just like all kinds oh, of crazy yeah. shit happens. There's, I feel like the entire last episode is just beat after beat after beat of bananas, bonkers, crazy shit happening over and over again, and you're just like, well, I mean, they're they're. Like, it's all coming to a head at this point, yeah, so yeah. buckle up, buckle the fuck up. Yeah. Like, here we go. Uh, and then one thing I want to touch on on the art style real quick. I love that they use so much shadow and light. They use a lot of interplay of, like, yes. real deep, heavy shadow, but also light and light effects and sort of light uh, direction. <clears throat> at the same time, because this is a motion comic, doesn't mean that it's flat. You're not looking at, like, a two-dimensional flat page. There's so many layers and so much depth to these things. And, like, the landscape scenes where you've got, like, 
reeds and trees and grass and hills and people walking through them and sky in the background and mountains in the distance. There's so many layers to these that it, it, you don't feel like you're watching a motion comic. You're watching all that depth, just like a normal, really well-produced cartoon. And, and like you were saying at the beginning about like, hey, you may do a motion comic because you're saving, because uh, sure. you budgeted for animation. Right. Like it, it could be a financial reason. But there is so much detail yeah. in everything that's in here. It, it completely makes up and pulls you in. Uh, to the to the world that they've created so it's awesome i love it yeah and the, the crazy thing is this might actually be the most brutal show we've watched at least for marvel may uh there's a fair amount of blood and there's like heads on spikes at least in the early goings they toned it down a little bit later there weren't people getting Killing a lot of nazis a lot, lot of, of dead nazis yep everybody loves nazis <laughs> jinx owe me a nazi speaking of nazis i owe you one <laughs> nazi uh there's a lot running around so i'll get you one Let's talk about characters. Let's talk right, about let's characters. Who's, who's one of the first let's people we're introduced to? I'm, I'm curious to see who you picked up on first. Oh, man. Um, Did you pick up on racist so we, military man Stan Lee? <laughs> mm, uh, no, I, I thought the, the, like the first, I mean, like the first main character, because we have like a, we have some, like a tribe that's attacking Wakanda oh, yeah, very yeah, early yeah. on. No, that was just more for like to set up the, this the specter of the black panther i thought uh which is fine except that it's extremely brutal yeah super brutal i was gonna yeah. save that for more like plot but i mean if you want to talk yeah. about them as like characters, no no that's fine 100 yeah. percent. I, I would say i guess it would be uh sort of the moment um was that stanley that oh was yeah it was the, definitely the a stanley was... cameo because oh he's he's like yeah. Stan, there's like a it's funny that they show this tribal scene in the beginning and then they cut to the white house because then they just show this like man the military guy decked out in all kinds of like military brass. He's got the full uniform and the regalia on. He but he's just kind of like, these Wallace. Africans can't tell us what to do. We're the United States of America, for God's sakes. And I was just like, that's Stan Lee. And he's being super racist. And he created yeah. the character, which is crazy. Well, because he doesn't say Africans. What does he say? I, I, he says savages. Yeah, I kept it clean. I can't remember what racist he old says Stan Lee is. savages in this. Because like I... As watching this, I was just kind of like, well, because this is like a, this is like a reoccurring. What was the latest like spoof black exploitation film that came out? Oh God, the last one um, I can remember is Black Dynamite with Michael J. White. Yeah, Black. Thank you. Yeah, Black which Dynamite. I love. Which is fantastic. Yeah. But you know, I love the fact that like as they were heightening progressively in that film from like local to regional to national, yeah. it like it all goes up to the president, yeah. and so the fact that this like begins with the president with a conspiracy and like a racist general wallace who's just like those savages don't know what they're doing i don't know why he sounds like the mayor of townsville um it, fits, but, like, it works it, it fits um you know but like he's just getting really into this and then he like turns to was it mrs reese yeah so this is like Dondi reese who also yeah. sometimes goes by the name condoleezza rice because that was yep. essentially what she was modeled after when Condoleezza 100%. Rice was uh, Secretary of State under George W. Bush. And she was, uh, that was, uh, what was it, uh, Alfred Woodward? Alfred Woodward, who also did um, The Queen Mother, too. So she also does uh, T'Challa's right. mother. Yeah. Um, which is just one of those things, because, like, she is the only person of color in this entire room. And, like, you just see Stan Lee, General Wallace, just backpedal, and she's like, shut up. Yeah. He's like, she's like I'm, well, I'm I wasn't talking about you, clearly. Like, shut up, she, she, shut up. Yeah, she's like, get ready like, to backhand him, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's great to kind of see, you know, for this show that like right out the gate, they're like, they are not fucking around. They realize that there are problems and they're not pulling their punches. And I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. And for the, for the rest of the series, they really don't like, they're called savages. They're called other names like South African names that are very derogatory. Uh, at at later point, you probably didn't see that, but there are other points in this. They never dropped the end bomb as far as I'm aware of. But they definitely okay. do drop some other slurs. Um, Jesus. Usually just like the villainous characters. So it's like the white villainous characters are always dropping slurs. <laughs> That's how you know they're villains. Um, but yeah, they don't mess around with it. Like, there it is. It's, it's, it's right out in the open. And I love that they address it straight off, uh, straight off the bat. My first major character that uh, comes in, though, is Everett Ross, who's played by uh, Martin Freeman in the live-action movie. And you got a brief introduction to him i think in uh, civil war captain america civil war but okay. he's going to feature heavily in black panther so everett ross i don't know if they ever actually name him but he's essentially the expert on all things wakanda for the u.s so he's, he's the guy the, that uh, comes in the, yeah he's the he's the nerd in the back that's just like oh, i have some information about wakanda and you're like well come on up to the table here partner he's a super interesting character though because he doesn't back down like when he he kind of lays everything out he's the exposition machine for the viewers who are watching this for the first time right so he's explaining everything about wakandan history and culture and military advancements and technology the fact that they've never been defeated the fact that they've never been invaded the fact that they've never been like culturally usurped they still have their own religion based on Pop-Tarts and toaster strudels. I mean, he knows everything yes. about them. Uh, oil supplies, but it's not like they don't actually use Yeah, they don't use it. It's used for like a lubricant or whatever. Have, yeah. They have right. their own energy supply. This is, uh, <clears> they this have is the David, vibranium mine. This is David Bush. This is David Bush who's doing the, the voice for, uh, for Ever K. Ross. He was great. Um, and, and I yeah. loved, he had one cool little moment where he's talking about all this stuff. And he's basically saying like, no one has been able to destabilize them, but nobody's an ally to them either. So we've been trying to establish like uh, ambassador relationships and alliances with them, but it's it's very complicated. And the military guy kind of looks at him and he's like, why don't we just send in a black ops team and do things the old fashioned way? And he's like, yeah, it doesn't. that's not going to work. And he's like, do you have any military experience, son? We can send in the best of the best. And he's like, you tried it and it didn't work. <laughs> like, I love that he just stands up to this dude. Because he's just, he looks like a pencil pusher. He looks like a, an accountant, right? He just has all these facts and figures. He doesn't look like he's super able to like take care of himself, but he's still got like some steel in his spine. And I really like that. And I love the way that they set up, like, it doesn't matter what you throw at these guys. They have never been defeated. <laughs> like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then we'll talk about what happens uh, after that in the first episode, which was uh, a great intro. Uh, any yes. other characters you want to you talk about off the bat? Uh, we've got a, well, we should talk about and maybe mention, uh, Princess Shuri. Sure. That was that um, Carrie Washington? She, Is that right? Yeah, that was Carrie Washington, That's crazy, dude. like, back before everybody knew her yeah. from live action TV. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, this was Carrie Washington playing, uh, Princess Shuri, yeah. uh, who is T'Challa's, uh, sister. Right. Um, and, and, and just, I had to, like, go back and, like, listen again. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that is Carrie. Like, she's got such an incredible voice. Yep. Uh, that to like hear it in this character, I was like, oh yeah, here we go. And they give her a um, lot to do too. So it's not like she just gets to run around and be a damsel in distress. Like she gets to fight. No. She's like a warrior princess kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, she gets some cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's probably, 
that's probably the the main. I mean, I, I think maybe those are their main. I, I want to say heroes. Let's let's talk T'Challa uh, then before we yeah. get into the plot. So we already talked about Jamon Hansu, fantastic. What's your kind of impression of T'Challa? Where is he at in kind uh, of his stage in life at this point? Sure, he is really trying to understand what it takes to fill this role of. Uh, you know, because uh, as it as it is mentioned uh, by Everett, uh, the Black Panther is essentially the Wakandan Pope, President, and the Joint Chiefs of Staff in one. Yeah. So that's not it's not a role that you can rest on your laurels. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is that's some hardcore shit. You also that, can't rest you are, because once a year you can be challenged by literally anybody for the crown. So if you are weak, ineffectual, or just not a good leader, like you you got a year, and then somebody's coming yeah. for your head. <laughs> which i wish so we would do here th- uh, you have to think like in wakanda it's got to be one of those things too where it's just like hey uh if i'm a young buck like and we have an older black panther who's in there like at some point they're going to get up there yeah. and i might have a chance yeah. and, and and that that seems crazy i mean it is the role is so well revered within their society that I, I mean, it, it's it's a demigod. It is. It is. It's like know? basically a god at this point, which we'll find out in the in the sixth episode too. Yeah. Um. You know, which is is important to note, yeah. and and it, it's it doesn't come without some of its problems. Um. You know, uh, one of them is obviously making uh you know T'Challa a a target. Yes. You know, which is sort of the biggest problem that he's having is because he's that's the biggest conflict yes. that he's having outward is the idea that now he, he has stepped into this role and he is a target. Internally, it's how do I fill my father's shoes? How, how do I fill my father's shoes now that he's dead? And he's just got all these shoes that he's given. He's got a lot of like, just like, empty shoes. Yeah. And like, how do I fill my father's <laughs> paws? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's also he's got this conflict where we learn that his father was assassinated, but he has obviously like deep emotional ties to that. But it goes, it goes beyond that too. He has like a very close right. relationship to that moment. Um, so he is got, he's got one, you know, part of his mind set in the past where he's trying to avenge his father's death and find the people responsible. He's very focused on that. He's currently got all these responsibilities that have to do with the kingdom, but he's also looking, he's kind of shrouded from looking forward towards the future too far because he's preoccupied by all this stuff. And there's great moments where, with his family members where they say, like, look, you've got a responsibility to everybody. Like, not just you, not just your vengeance, not just your father, everybody in this kingdom. The, the present and the yeah. future. The past is not going to help you. But the past really comes to bear uh, in these six episodes. And that, that's why it's really a shame we didn't get to see a second season, because these six episodes kind of wrap up his past and then put him on the path to what he's going to do in the future. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we didn't get a second season, but anything else from the characters you want to mention quick before we jump to this first episode? No, let's get into this first episode. Yeah. So, do you want to say anything more about kind of that introductory tribe, how they how they set the stage? Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ, in like the most <laughs> brutal fucking That's way brutal. possible. Yeah. We have this uh this this outside we don't we don't really even I don't believe know what tribe they are. No, they're just kind who, of introduced as like I don't know if they were from Niganda or um if they were just random tribal people. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just put it this way. They're about to be dead tribal people. Yeah, they picked um, the wrong fight. Because as they are walking in, they are talking about, you know, that they're, they're looking for a good fight. And, you know, they, uh, they're really excited about this battle. 
And then one dude next to the, the main guy who's giving you a lot of exposition just gets snapped up in this trap. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? And he's just like, just- he's like broken in like a scarecrow pose. There's like, he's, he's done. And so if you were to imagine a bear trap, yeah. okay, like I think everybody has frame of frame of reference yeah. for a bear trap. But like Dave said, instead of grabbing like your, your ankle, mm-hmm. You know, uh, or maybe just like your quad. Mm-hmm. It was to impale your sternum. Yeah, it was like your spine. <laughs> we'll just grab your whole <laughs> spine and hold you here a little bit. And this thing is called the panther's teeth, and oh, it just yeah. sn- and it just snaps this dude in half, and you're just like, Whoa. oh no, run, <laughs> like, go back, get go out. Back. But before they can, there's like a hail of arrows that come uh, up over the hill, three hundred style. They blot out the sun. And oh, uh, yeah, these guys are done. They're toasty toast. Yeah, these guys are these guys are out because of the Black Panther. Yeah, I love that. So that like that's that's your introduction. Yeah. It's just how brutal. Without ever uh, seeing any Black Panther, any Wakandan, it's just like not a single person from afar using our technology. They just like eviscerated these fools. Pretty great. Yep. Pretty great. And then the cool. Get- so then we jump to like sort of present day where they're at the White House. We were talking about how how Ross kind of has this discussion with the the generals and the brass. And then for this first episode, guys, we're going to kind of do a high level here. Just do a quick introduction because this, the sixth episode is crazy. There's so much stuff that happens. But yeah. essentially, Ross says, like, look, we sent uh, ops in there before and they failed. Who's the first guy the, they sent? The best of the best. The best it's Captain America. Captain America. They sent Steve Rogers. Yeah. It's just like crazy badass. Like what? They just they throw him out of a plane. In 1941. Superhero landing, yeah. which is awful on the knees yeah and then he falls uh, into a pit yeah <laughs> <laughs> twice <laughs> twice uh so he has this uh so he gets stuck in this pit um after he realizes that uh all of the all of the nazis that he uh that he came there to to stop and prevent them yeah he was you know uh, he's a good american he's gonna help out wakandans these poor native tribal primitive people um, they have already decapitated yeah. and put their heads on spikes for every single one of these Nazis. And so you get a little bit of a, some story exposition where they're saying, like, uh, the threat that I thought that I was coming to stop, like, the Wakandans had already found out about it and were hip to yeah. it, like, a couple days prior. Like, these heads were not fresh. They had been sitting there, like, a couple days. And the person who tells them that is Black Panther. He's literally standing yeah. over, the pit, over the pit that Steve Rogers is in. He's just like, what's up, bro? I knew you were going to be here. We got this. You can go home now. Yep. They have a great standoff, though, where Black Panther awesome. has a really cool line because it sounds like this is still, like, early Steve Rogers, right? Like, it sounds like he's kind of early in his career. This is, like, pre-Civil War. Cause it, it does say in preface yeah. that this is, like, as he was building his reputation. Yeah, and especially because he had, like, just gotten the superhero serum, and it was, like, before he, you know, was frozen and all that stuff, man at a time. Right. Because this is World War II, so it's what he's supposed to be doing. So, right. Panther, he looks at him, and he's like, Steve Rogers, it's like, I've been watching you, and someday you're going to be a symbol for your country yes. the same way that I, the Black Panther, am for Wakanda, but it is not this day. And he's like, before then, <laughs> I have a lesson to teach you. And he, hand, he hands his ass to him. I mean, it's a good fight that goes back and forth. There's a couple times where Black Panther looks like he's been knocked out, but he comes back, and it's a, it's a really good back and forth fight. And that's, that's a pretty cool thing to see against, uh, you know, Captain America, the golden boy. And it really wraps up at this moment where Steve Rogers just goes, this is dangerous times, and you need to choose a side. And then 
fucking T'Chaka just oh, yes, lands T'Chaka, one on him. Yeah. And as he's as he's passing out, he just goes, ah, oh, mandala. And he just and in that moment, you just see Rogers just be like, hit the mat. Yep, like done. it was it was like, whoa, that- like you don't you don't know. You don't know what the word is. They never translate it. It's not subtitled, but I'm pretty sure it means like Chris Tucker style and Friday. Like you got knocked the fuck out, man. <laughs> it's also it's that, but it's also like um, we choose our side. Like he's like, I don't have to yeah. pick a side. I choose Wakanda. Yeah. I choose our people, which is a theme that's that, played throughout. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, say that a lot. Who else did, <laughs> who like, else did Black Panther take out back in the day? Uh, the first family of Marvel Comics. Oh, he took out uh, Fantastic took Four. Took out the Fantastic Four. Uh, I love that. I love that he was just like, by the way, he also took out the Fantastic Four. And they're like, all right, <laughs> we get it. Like, chill out. But I mean, like, in all honesty, though, I mean, they're not that. They're, I know that they're like the Marvel first family, but let, let's be honest. It's not like they were the, like, the, not like they were they're well like known the Brady for the fighting bravado. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. They just took out like a suburban housewife and a nine to five dad. Yeah. I don't know if you just I, I hate I hate to say it, but like the the Fantastic Four curse is is it feeling like a real thing, guys. They've never made a successful movie. They're all awful. Look, I even thought with Miles Teller this time, I was like, maybe no. maybe they'll pull this Mm-mm. off for Michael B. Jordan. Nope. I was like, maybe they nope. could do this. No, nope. it's really bad. Look, the Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie you're probably ever going to see. A hundred percent. So just watch that. A hundred percent. Or wait for the sequel coming yes. out in like a couple of years. All right um so then we we kind of cut to again current day and we learn that at once a year a challenger can challenge the throne and take the title of black panther and it's way more than just a title right it's way more than just the king i mean you've got that badass suit you're now in charge of like everything in the country you also have these kind of like mystical powers that come with it which we see a glimpse of in a later episode but for this first go round, it's essentially we see uh the black the current black panther fighting a number of people who we kind of get introduced to. And, I, and the way that they set up this fight really kind of reminded me of sort of like the, the heavyweight, like the world heavyweight yeah. championship between George Foreman and Muhammad or Ali. Or even just like, like a Rumble WWE the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Oh Rumble my God. Yeah. I mean, it was really, uh, it was really fantastic. It's a big event like, for everybody to come out to and watch. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and, and just the, the reverence on yeah. everybody's face when sort of out of this giant panther statue, yeah. like the like the maw just begins <sighs> to open and just T'Chaka is just like sitting there in, you know, just like pristine form. Uh, I think you know, I think they, that was actually his uncle at this point because T'Chaka had died earlier. Oh, that's right. It's it very was, confusing um, because they don't say like I think there's a quick line where he calls him his uncle or something, but uh yeah, it was uh, Uncle uh, Sion. Uh, sure, we'll go with that. I think that that's who it was, yeah. Because um, it's like Tashan is his, is his son, who actually, he vies for the crown at one point too, but he gets beat. Yeah. Yeah. Womp, so we've got a cousin to the crown who gets beat. We meet Shuri, who like runs past the guards, who are now going to get fired. She tries to enter the fight, but meanwhile, the current Black Panther is battling this like massive mountain of a man. And he gets tossed out of the ring and lands on Shuri. At which point, a masked man jumps into the ring and starts Ooh. battling. Because at Black this Panther. point, the two the two announcers on the side of the yeah, the, there's the literal ring like ring announcers been, for like, this. Yeah, have just been like T'Chaka, the Hamlet of Africa. Where is he? And I was like, oh my god, I've never thought about it. 
that yeah, way. Yeah. But what a what a great way to just kind of drop a quick literary yeah. reference for anybody who knows that family dynamic exactly. and just be like, yeah, okay, I'm up to speed on exactly what that is. Yeah. So you're wondering like yeah. the child is supposed to be like the heir apparent and he hasn't shown up and people are like, well, where the hell is he? So this masked man shows up and within a few seconds has defeated the current Black Panther and then they're like, who is this masked man? <laughs> who could it possibly be? Wait. Which is also really hard to throw out a Shakespearean reference like that and not think like, oh no, is he suffering from like terrible mental illness and he's about to kill everybody? Oof. Yikes, guys. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we get (laughs) T'Challa. This is where... This is where he takes the. This is where he takes the mask. Yep. So he takes his mask off. Hey, guess what? It's the prince. It's the heir apparent. It's the Chala. He's oh, the new Black Panther. New... Episode one, which is pretty good. I mean, that's a cool like setup. Uh, not a lot happens in this first one, other than him. Is it? The, is it the end of the episode? Well, though? not quite. Because we got a little fucking stinger. We got a stinger. That... We got to go back to the White House, where these bitches yeah. are like, well, Wakanda's cool and everything, but we really need to get up in there. So what are we gonna do? Yeah. Uh, to which all of a sudden then you have this kind of like mad scientist in new mexico what (laughs) i don't know i don't get i don't know where this came from i don't know but there's like a secret military Uh, lab installation in new mexico where what's going on uh where they've been able to reanimate a dead soldier sure as you do and sort of and this guy kind of uh awakens with sort of a like a scream oh yeah he's not at the very end of this no he's not he's pissed Mm -hmm. off uh and and it, it's something that it, like it happens very quick and you're just like okay what 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 is it again cut i just <laughs> yeah i just want to point out that you know for if you're going to do a pilot these guys really hit these marks all right they hint at past and a broader history yep. uh you get a real distinct sense that there is uh that there's an understanding of the atmosphere and specifically what they're hunting for uh you get distinct characters for everything that's going on. Like you get, like I wouldn't say that they got to the point early, but you get a lot of framing context for what the rest of the show is going to be. Yeah, it's enough and to then you ground get a you. Ending. Yeah, it's enough to ground you and give you an idea of just like because if you've seen a a movie or a TV show before, you're just like, cool. I have an idea of all the players and what's going on, just not the specifics yet, which is what you want. Right. And then yeah, you get a stinger. Sean, let me ask you this: when you if you get woken up in the middle of the night. Right. <laughs> All right. What's your What's your first reaction? Yeah. Probably not feeling great. Uh, I usually scream. You scream like bloody murder, right? Normal, like everybody. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have night terror. Now let me ask you this. I don't. I don't. Let me ask you this. I don't want to. I don't want to trivialize. You're going to now, but uh, <laughs> let me ask you this: If I implanted uh, machine guns into your hand, like if I took your hands, implanted machine guns into your arms, and then woke you up, how would you respond? <laughs> I just begin firing as you with should. A smile on my face. As you should. With like a sick with a sick fucking smile on my face. I just start laying waste to whatever mirror or bulletproof glass was in front of yeah. me. That wasn't a question mark. That was a solid statement. That was a solid statement because of end of episode one, that's where we're left. And you're just like, the fuck? I didn't know who this yeah, was right. at first. I didn't realize until later who these characters were supposed to be. I didn't figure it yeah. out until episode six yeah. when I was like, oh, I think they dropped they name. Makes drop sense them. now. Yeah. yeah, they do. But they don't talk about, I guess that that's confusing is that this character that we're referencing, the stinger at the end of episode one, I used to read the standalone comic yeah. of the one character Very different. that they had that was in it from Marvel that I really enjoyed because this was like a time where there was like a couple really weird offbeat superhero characters. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Nighthawk and the character that we're referencing is Deathlock. Right. 
Uh, and I think actually Deathlock showed up in like one or two episodes of Agents. He was of on Shield for a while. Was season? what Jay August Richards? I can't remember if that's his yeah, exact name or not. Like guy that. from uh, Buffy and, and Angel. Um, um, really good. Kind of like yeah. Uh, yeah, really interesting and a great like backstory to it. Uh, but in this, it, it it turns out well. This kind of brings us into the last episode. Yeah, but um, before we get to that, I'm gonna give right. you guys kind of like the some Ooh, some here we go here we go so some crazy things that happen in between. And some of the important plot points to help episode six make sense. So here we go. Let's do it. Between episode one and six, you learn that Claw is Ulysses Claw, who you later learn, yeah, I know, right? Who has an awesome claw that like this thing like changes shape and it can be any weapon that he wants and it can like pick locks and hack computers and all kinds. Of, it can like detach and crawl off on its own, all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh boy. So you learn not only that he was the one who assassinated T'Chaka back in the day and he does throw he does so through a pretty intense um scheme uh which involves him like laying underneath the floorboards of a swiss hotel for an entire week waiting for the royal family to show up so he could lay in wait so that at the right moment he could burst through the floorboards and just start firing guns it's insane but anyway you learn that he's back he's got a new plot to kill the black panther and take over wakanda Partially because he has South African um, relatives. He has South African ancestors who, when they were colonizing South Africa, were like decimated and just torn apart by the previous Black Panther and their superior technology at the time. So he's got this kind of like racist uh, family vendetta that he's acting out. So that's his whole thing. Here's the team that he puts together. Yeah. Yeah. Juggernaut. Batrock the (laughs) Leaper, who we got to talk about in a second. Radioactive Man. The Vatican's Black Knight and his Pegasus horse named Aragorn. <laughs> yep. And a character by the name of Cannibal. Now, Cannibal is originally a big fat man who looks like a um, kind of like a gangster. Like a blob? No, nah, he looks kind of like a, like a New York gangster type. He looks like a Tony Soprano. But he's locked okay. up in like an Ultramax prison. So okay. Claw breaks him out of prison. The first thing they do is visit a Russian prostitute. When he visits a Russian prostitute, he pays like hundreds, thousands of dollars just to kiss her. And then when he kisses her, they transfer bodies. So whatever his oh. power is, he can transfer, transfer bodies. Oh, I, I get. So he's now. The disconnect finally yep, makes sense to me yep. now. This will make right. sense once we get to the sixth episode. Um, that all kind of makes sense. So Cannibal is this character who can swap bodies with a kiss. So now he's this banging ass blonde Russian prostitute, as you do. <laughs> Over the episodes, you get some cool appearances, right? So Storm makes an appearance. Uh, the first thing she does is just make a phone call to T'Challa, which doesn't get through. So they're just like, we've been waiting 10 years for that phone call. And the poor guy who answered the phone was just like, I didn't know. I'll put her through if she calls back. It was such a weird scene. <laughs> but you learn that they had a history. When T'Challa was going through his, his coming of age, they have what's called a walkabout. Except in the case of the prince of Wakanda, mm. you have to walk the entirety of Africa. Right. So he has to walk yeah. from like north to south, all of Africa. And when he did, he actually met up. Well, Storm was a thief. Aurora Monroe was a thief at the time. And she tried stealing his only pocket change that he had. So he caught her, but then he ended up helping her and the other slaves escape from their owner. And then they had sort of a romantic relationship, which explains what happens in episode six. You also get appearances from Cyclops, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, some crazy stuff. Uh, Let's see what else comes up here. Oh, we've uh, mentioned Cyclops and Wolverine. Yep, Cyclops, Wolverine, um, Nightcrawler. Yep. Yeah. They just kind of show up like, and then don't really do much. Yeah. They just kind of hang out. Um, 
So you get it. There's this funny kind of like, do you remember the lifestyles of the rich and famous with Robin Leach? Yeah, Robin Leach. Robin Leach. Welcome to these multi-million dollar homes. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. And caviar dreams. Damn it. So they do one about Best. this. Uh, there's a there's a rival neighboring continent to Wakanda called uh, Niganda. It's like Uganda, but Niganda. And the leader of Niganda is named Mbutu. And Mbutu is basically like uh, Idi Amin, right? So he's a, he's a warlord. I love their, hmm? yeah, I love their operating system. Yeah, it's, it's great. It, it's, it's Mbutu, not un, Ubuntu. So Mbutu, Ubuntu. Yeah, so Ubuntu. Okay, so, li- so Linux. So Linux. So we've, Linux got, a, we've got a crazy system. African penguin running around. <laughs> and he's basically like a warlord, just like uh, taking bribes and like living off the land and his people are suffering and starving. But he always wants to take down Wakanda, right? So they do this, this profile okay. on this guy. Uh, there's a great line from Juggernaut once they line all these guys up and get ready to, to enter Wakanda, where literally the Black Knight has rounded everybody up. So he's rounded up the Nagandan army. He's rounded up Juggernaut, Batrock, all their, their team. And the Black Knight is giving them this crazy racist speech about how they have to save the savages and force God upon them to save them from like their own way of life. He's like, we have God on our side. This gets crazy because he's like Catholic and Jesus. he thinks it's, a, it's literally like a holy crusade for him. So he says, not, of you, not all of you have the same reasons to fight that I have, but we have God on our side and we will force God upon these savages. Something to that effect, which is just like, holy shit. And then Juggernaut has an amazing line where he's like, sometimes you got to kick a little ass in the name of Jesus. It was a fucking amazing line. It's pretty good. <laughs> Juggernaut also gets a cool scene later where he throws a cow at a plane and crashes it. That was pretty fun. Uh, oh my God. And at this point, I think is when the Deathlock army, because guess what? There's an actual army, um, starts walking. They drop off of a naval ship and they walk along the ocean bottom and they come up on shore of Wakanda and they start making a, a, an assault that way. Now. The reason that they're there, they're the U.S. military assistants, right? So they're supposed to be helping to repel the Nagandan soldiers uh, and Claw's team. So that is everything that happens leading up to episode six, which is why episode six is so completely insane. Dude, it is so bananas, Foster. So everybody is in Wakanda at this point, and everything's going to shit. Um, Shuri's trapped underground. Radioactive man has basically made like earthquakes ripple throughout the vibranium mines so that the whole of Wakanda is like unstable. There are planes flying through the air. There's Black Knight flying on his horse. There's Juggernaut running through the town. There's Claw uh, infiltrating the areas and, and taking people captive. There's all kinds of crazy shit going on. So now, now catch me up because I'm all lost in everything. So what, what do you see at the opening of uh, episode six? Isn't it just Storm shows up? She's like in a, or we have like a people boarding an airplane. And uh, so we have um, Cannibal, yes, like boarding, and he's getting ready with to, the ambassador, um, right? Yeah. So they're getting ready to show yep. up. Uh, Storm is presumably in like one of the X Men. She's in the Blackbird. Uh, yeah, she's in the Blackbird, and she's and so she's calling, and she finally gets through. Yeah. And uh, the they're just like, if you, they're like, if you, if you come in to Wakandan airspace, you're considered an enemy. And she goes, I'm just going to put this on autopilot and I'll come down on my own means. <laughs> and the guy in the, the ad, like the switchboard operator is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that was pretty cool. To which she just hits a button and then just jumps out yeah, of the plane. Like, out. I got this. You're like, good, good, yeah. cool. I got this. Um, 
We have radioactive man yep. uh, destroying a mine. And I should I should mention not a mime, by the way. As much as you people a out there mine. want to destroy a mime or a mind, it's a mine. A mine. A mine. They said <laughs> a mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little Lord of the Rings throwback. <laughs> I should mention that on the plane is cannibal in disguise of that Russian prostitute who is pretending to be the wife of Radioactive Man. So that is why Tashan is bringing him back to Wakanda because they think it, that she's the only one that can help stop this assault. Right. So he actually means well by bringing her back into Wakanda, does not know that she's actually an enemy uh, sort of covert spy. Yeah. Sure. We get, a, we get Radioactive Man who he's in a vibranium mine. A mine, they called it. A mine. A mine. <laughs> I will say this though, vibranium is the only made up anium that I like. So you don't it's like the only let me, one let me that go through doesn't... a couple. Yeah, do it. Gundanium. Fuck yourself. Adamantanium. God damn it, I do like that one. All right. I just I Two just I, I I like adamantium. I had to add an anium at the end of it. Yeah, I like adamantium. Just like regular but, regular uh, old uh, titanium you don't like? It's been in like space shuttles and uh, stuff. No, I mean like unobtainium. Oh no, I'm with you on that's unobtainium. A, that's, that's that's a, a good big I wanna fuck yourself. Punch Cameron in the face for that one. Yeah, that's garbage. I understand why he did it because it's like a mining joke about things yeah, that like you can't on. get there to. There needs to be a writer's room what? at that point to just be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope. You're fucking you're fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like with your lore unobtainium because you know, we spend, can't obtain it. God damn it. We want to. You want to spend a billion dollars on CGI, then maybe also spend a billion dollars on some writers. Yeah, at least like fifty dumb, bucks. Dumb. Give me fifty uh, bucks, I'll give you twenty minutes and come up with better anything. Yeah, anything would have been better. James Cameronium yeah. would have been Cameronium. better. I don't give a shit. Cam- Cameronium. Cameronium would have been great. Cameronium <laughs> done. Cam- fifty bucks. Cameroons. Cameron. Cameroons. Just call them Cameroons. Cameroons are delicious. Those are so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's Radioactive Man up but, to in the mine? In the mine. Uh, he's basically just, uh, he's causing earthquakes mm-hmm. and, and laying waste. And melting to, faces. To the entire thing. Yeah, melting faces. And he's, uh, and also the princess is down there yep. too. And so Kerry uh, Washington is desperately trying to escape yeah. um, while Radioactive Man is in, uh, in hot pursuit. Such a scandal. Get the pun. Such a hot scandal pursuit. down there in the mine. Yikes. Yikes. We, uh, meantime, we also have an entire army of death yep. locks. That are just uh, fighting Wakandan soldiers. You get just blasted uh, in the face. Like these just like shambling corpses with machine guns and laser eyes strapped to them. Just getting like decimated. But who cares? Because they're just reanimated soldier corpses. That was such yeah. a cold moment at the end of the fifth episode. The, there's like a, a Navy SEAL team leader. He's talking to Everett Ross. Yeah. And he's basically like, uh, we should probably tell you our assets that we have here. This is the Deathlock army. And he's like. Just a bunch of poor grunts who died in service and have been repurposed and recycled for the greater good of America or something like that. Something that was like so cold that he's basically just like recycled bodies of dead soldiers to continue their like purpose of, of acting, carrying out war orders. It was really, really cold and <laughs> kind of spooky, actually. Yeah. Uh, we've got um, we've got Claw. Yep. What's he up to? We've got Claw taking, uh, taking uh, T'Challa's mom. Yep hostage mm-hmm. uh and making threats and then you know we just got uh t'challa on a on a flying bike yep. just riding just through the air just zipping through the <laughs> air <laughs> with the greatest where's ease. he off to and that's uh he well i mean where is he not off to one uh 
he is rewriting security code while flying through a war zone um, oh, I, to prevent yeah. to prevent claw from uh from continually hacking everything but so that, that's that's a good point because i should mention that he's actually on his way back from naganda yeah, go? so he was in wakanda decided once all okay. this was going on that he was going to take out uh the linux penguin in the neighboring country for all the, i get that reference yeah, for all this stuff so take out ubuntu and <laughs> so he literally just flies to naganda and leaves his country defenseless right i mean like they've got their own defenses he's like he tells his like second in command he's like you know what to do you don't need me here he goes off and basically just like beats the hell out of mabutu and then claw comes on the um the vid screen and just like i got your mom what are you gonna do about it this was a really cool moment because the mom was basically just like, I've lived a good life. You do what you have to do. And T'Challa was just like, look, even if I make a deal with you, you're going to kill my mom anyway. Yeah. Even if I make a deal, because then, and Claw says, well, I can also destroy your entire country because I can do like earthquake of the vibranium mines. He says, look, you're going to do that anyway. So here's what we're going to do. Even if you kill my mother, even if you destroy my country, you've just signed your own death warrant. Yep. So he basically is just like, I don't give a shit. Like, all I've got to do now is just kill you and I will be appeased. That's pretty and ballsy. It's, cra- it's ballsy, too, because then the mom with a gun to her head yep, claw to her is head. just like, yeah, with a claw to her head is just like, you've signed your death yeah. warrant. He's going to kill, like, whatever you do to me doesn't matter. You're, you're dead. super dead. And she's like, so go ahead. And you're just like, whoa. Dial it down, yeah, mom. And Claw's like, just kind of like, well, I mean, shit. worst family vacation yeah, ever. Pretty bad. So at that point, that's where Claw kind of like tries to hack into the security system, and then like Sean mentioned, the child does this crazy <laughs> panther thing where he just like he's like, nope, it's <laughs> like I got this. This is my shit. You ain't gonna be up in here, guys. Uh, I I I do. I've worked a lot with computers. This is how it works, um, isn't it? Like a weird panther this interface. Is not, this is oddly not how cyber warfare. Hold on. Uh, actually Hold on! Place. You don't turn into like a giant virtual reality panther head and scare people off. Sorry, bah. Doesn't 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 quite work that way. Also, uh, I've never heard of a flying motorcycle mm-hmm. that can receive all of your security code, mm-hmm. which then you can reprogram it on the fly by just dragging your finger back and forth across a slider. Yeah. And I was like, guys, that's not. I was like, Oof, that's how it works? I know what, what they're doing. I mean, I know, I know that this is like one of those things where like they're trying to show how badass Black Panther is. It's just really hard as a techno like file to just be like, that's not that does. I mean, it works for this. That's fine. I get it. Like, I have to suspend my disbelief a little bit. But like, come on, guys. Like, he's he's on a motorcycle flying across country in a war zone, and he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna write some code. Oh no, compiler error. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous i think this is a good point uh to mention that sean's actually going to be leaving this show for a little bit um he's going to be taking an internship uh at a tech company in wakanda so (laughs) we really do appreciate you know all your support over these coming weeks he's going to learn a lot it's going to be really cool he's going to be flying motorcycles and dragging his claw hand across across different things it's going to be cool for him uh he can't really tell me too much about it but it's going to be good times. A lot of fringe benefits that come with it, though. So yeah. I'm pretty excited to turn myself into a digitized panther. Sweet. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I should actually mention that that's kind of a cool throwback to this moment where T'Challa kind of communes with the panther god, right? Okay. He has this kind of mystical experience. It's kind of a dream. They play it off as a dream. But this happens a lot in the comics where he can go to a place, sort of meditate, and talk to his previous 
Black Panthers. He can talk to like the central Panther God. He can talk to previous Panthers, kind of like Avatar style. Uh, I was just about to exactly. say, now I know we're Avatar God. Exactly. Cool. So that's pretty rad. So he can talk to them and get advice, and but he has to go through like this Panther God first, which is a massive like white Panther, which is kind of odd. Um, but when he goes in and he's just like, I need advice from the Panther God, and the Panther God's just like, You are not ready, and it literally just bites him and then just tears him limb from limb, and then throws his limbs and his torso out of a out of a cave and the dora milage his um i'm probably saying that wrong but his like um his guards his women warriors that are always with him they kind of like literally piece him back together and then stick him back together and wake him up but it was a really cool scene and it was kind of reflected in this uh the hacking scene just with t'challa being on the on the larger more pantherous side of things so it was a nice flip for him yeah I, you mentioned you mentioned the White Panther. I'm just curious. Uh, this, this is like a sidebar yeah. in my brain, but I'm gonna have to go back and figure out what the like what the history is behind. Because Marvel has another character called White Tiger, yeah. which is essentially the female version of Black Panther. Uh, I I gotta figure out where I had to figure out where her. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that where her where her history lies with this because there's a lot of a lot of crossover with a lot of the same villains. Sure. Um, that Black Panther has, but I'm just like, is she from Wakanda? I mean, it would make sense, but at the same time, like, Who knows every black person can't. Every black person in the Marvel universe can't fucking come from Wakanda, well, guys. Yeah, I mean, if it was another Stanley Jack Kirby creation, then they could have just like filled out the Wakandan world with other. I mean, there are a lot of other like man. I mean, they could have man apes another character. That's right. Yeah, there's some other crazies in there. But B-b-b-b-y. speaking of crazies, baby, what's going on back in Wakanda? Uh, we've got, uh, you want to go back to the mines? What's going on in the mines? Yeah. Yeah. We've got the princess. She's climbing out of the, she's climbing out. She gets to the top. She finds out there's this sword up there. Do you know where that came from? I don't know. It wasn't in episode six. So this might be a filler thing for you, but I'm assuming it's a vibranium sword. It's actually, so it's just called like the black sword or the black blade. I don't even know if it has an actual name. It can just like cut through anything. And that's all they've said about it because it comes from the black knight. So when the black knight was defeated by T'Challa in the sky. Because he's not actually like holy or like godly powered or anything. He has a bunch of tech, just like yeah. Black Panther does. And Black Panther like scanned him on his hover bike and was just like, oh, I see all your technology so I can like activate it and shut you down. So he basically like <laughs> takes him out. The sword, they, they do this long sequence of showing the sword kind of fall and embedding itself in the top of that ridge there where Shuri is able to okay. get at. And it can cut through anything, including. Uh, including Radioactive Man. That? Uh, so Kerry Washington picks it up, <laughs> gets threatened by by Russia, yeah. and then Kerry Washington just cuts Russia into two. And I'm pretty sure that that's when Mr. Gorbachev knocked the wall yep. down. That so all adds up. That's that's your history for me, guys. The more you yep. know. Done. But yeah, Dust she that off. Mine she, cuts, she cuts radioactive man right in half, and you see him fall into the vibranium mine, and like the bottom part of his body is just spilling green goo that doesn't seem to flow like regular blood. It seems like if you had radioactive blood, mm. which the first question that I would have is like, how dangerous is it to be around Probably him real bad. being so radioactive? Real like, really bad. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real like, bad. Real bad. Real mm-hmm. bad. I hope Shuri's like at least going to like relax and take some iodine pills for some, a while. Some, Just go <laughs> like, take a little beach come. vacation. Hey, do you know how he yeah. arrived at the mine, by the way? I'm sure he probably just jumped out of an airplane and shot straight down like a bullet. Kind of. They fired him. Is it, am I right? Am I right? Missile. Because the That's missile hit, so and they're just like, well, it didn't great. explode. And they're like, maybe it wasn't a bomb. And it opens up, and he just steps out. 
<laughs> I can't believe I almost nailed that. That's done. fucking. Nicely oh, done. <laughs> I, I feel like we've watched too many cartoons. Yeah, we've when, seen it like, all, guys. When we can watch something and just be like, this is what I think is going to mm, happen because it's probably the arrived craziest in a thing in the yeah. world. Yep, yeah. nailed it. Perfect. All right, Perfect. so what's, uh, what's uh, Black Panther and Claw up to at this point? They're about to have another reunion sure. of sorts. Uh, so uh, it looks like we get another Black Panther. Is this the uncle? I think it's the uncle, and it's like just whatever yeah. remnants of like the guard are now coming after yeah. Claw. Yeah. Uh, coming after Claw, we get this really crazy moment where Claw blows off the leg of his uncle. Yeah, he gets like, he gets... Where you're like, what? He gets trapped. He gets pinned to the ground by the older Black Panther in the suit. Right. And he's just like, too slow, Claw, or some whatever. And then like, Claw's claw changes shape and moves around like Apocalypse is supposed to be able to do. And it like, re-aims its laser and just blasts the shit out of the uncle's like, lower leg. Like, it's gone. Like, he just yeah. blasts it away. That was crazy. Like, it, it wasn't like the leg flew off into another no, room. which would have been cool. Or something. Like, the room, like, the leg just doesn't exist It's no longer with like, us. Like, it just vaporized yeah. this dude's, like, uncle's fucking leg, like, right off. Um, we get a, we get uh was it Batrock? Um, Batrock is fighting almost, the Dora Milaje. Yeah. Yeah, I almost keep wanting to say Party Rock. Like, the whole genre of the LMFAO. You yeah, can so call him Andrew Party WK, Rock. whatever you want. Andrew, oh my God, I love that. So, so Andrew WK mm-hmm. is uh, is fighting with some people, but he's not like really doing a lot. He's more just providing commentary over top of what's he's happening, and every once in a while dodging people. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a uh, his his fighting style is the zinger. Like every once in a while, you're like, oh, his his I fighting know. style, like in all actuality, is to like keep people away with his legs and then just like lean back and make one liners. It's a very strange yeah. but very funny. I thought it was very funny in this. Yeah, instance. it was really, it was well used, but there are times when I was just like, maybe a little less of the lips and a little bit more of the fists, buddy. Yeah. Well, I like it because like <sighs> yeah. um, the mother hits Claw in the nuts. Yeah. Because Claw says something to Batrock, like, I see you're having some trouble with the women over there. Like, oh, you can't even beat women now? And then she hits him square in the nuts, and he's like, well, it seems like you're having some problems of your own, and I'm fighting two of them. <laughs> At which point he's like holding them back with his legs. I, like with a table between them and then like they just tear it apart with their swords and stuff so it's it's a fun little sequence yeah yeah uh but this is the i mean this is the moment i think we should do we want to talk about like this main yes. fight with uh with finally uh t'challa t'challa uh yeah. t'challa oh my no, god cool. um that's his Back dad from so the with dead. Uh, t'challa yeah right just <laughs> well i mean that would make him the hamlet that would have been crazy of it africa would've. then at that point that would have been fucking fantastic t'chaka. yeah <laughs> it's so <laughs> We get Black Panther, the real Black Panther, uh, showing up, um, fighting with Claw. Showing up, he bursts they, through the, the window of the room that he's staying in. His mother's room he flies through the window. Yep. I mean, a complete, complete disregard for the idea of, like, let's add an element of surprise. It's like, no, look, we're in the, like, we're in the midst of war. I have thwarted you in a cyber, a cyber yep. attack. Uh, that you have uh, tried to initiate. I told you that I'm coming I am now, for you. Yeah, yeah. Like you're now yep. dead, and so it's something where, like, you know, during this during this fight, uh, there's a lot of moments where we really see kind of this where we see Claw's claw yep. used to its full advantage, where it, it's to, it's choking uh, the Black Panther, yep. and he keep, he keeps making these quips where he's like, "I could choke you, but I want to be able to like, like look in your eyes I or whatever." Be, yeah, yeah. When I when I kill you, and I was like, "Dude, just, just choke it. him you and be, then." You planned all this choke shit. Him and it's then gone kill him real afterwards. well for a villain so far. 
Yeah, don't shut the fuck up. Don't monologue with this, buddy. Like, you're real Well, close. I love the fact that the reason he has that scar on the side of his face is because T'Chaka, he was in just, like, his, his dress robes. He wasn't in his armor. But when he was attacked, he had these claws, these, like, wire claws that shot out from under his uh, wrists that he raked across uh, Claw's oh, face. Fuck. It was really gnarly, actually. And then in, in wow. that scene, I should mention this, in that scene... Originally, T'Chaka was supposed to be assassinated by a sniper across the way, but the, um, the guard of Black Panthers had put a thin microfilm of vibranium across the windows, so it was, it was transparent, but it actually stopped the bullet and sent the bullet back, because this stuff is that strong. Oh. So that prevented it. Ow. That's what caused Claw to bust up from underneath the floorboards and with guns blazing. So he killed one of T'Chaka's other kids, but T'Challa was actually there. So when he shot T'Chaka, he was going to finish off the rest of the family, but T'Challa, like, shot his arm. He shot Claw's arm. So that's why his arm was gone. So he jumps out and, is, and like, goes off to an escape. He goes back to Belgium. They experiment on him, turn him into some kind of crazy war weapon with the claw, with the laser eye, and all that stuff. So that's kind of yeah. his whole backstory. So both of these guys have been angling towards each other for a very long time. So in this final moment, Black Panther cuts off Claws, claw. Yeah, and at that point, I was just like, "Well, that's done. <laughs> like, he's yeah. done." But it's, it's not done. because suddenly this claw is moving around like it's from the Adams yeah. family. All right, and he's just like, "You've made me even more deadly." To which then uh, we get Black Panther gets shot in the back of the yeah. head by this arm that's crawling done. around. Which then he's he dead. pulls out the moves. He goes, "I learned some things from my dad." And I put a thin piece of vibranium inside of my Black Panther think, suit. Yeah, like the whole so suit's covered in it, yeah. Yeah, he's like, so your weapons are useless. And I, I was just like, oh. And then he, st- he curb stomps that claw. Holy, yeah, he just it. like, American History X oh. curb stomps the fuck out of the eye mm. now. He just destroys that thing. And then impales Claw. Well, the funny thing is that like Claw is still unloading on him with his laser eye at this point, but it right. doesn't do anything. But like, there's no, there's effect. no effect. And he just comes. He just comes up. Just... He grabs one of the giant Wakandan yep. spears. Do you remember what he asks him first? Oh, he asks him if he has any children. Why? Uh, because he goes good. Because if you did, I'd have to go kill them as well. And you're just like, Holy what a cold shit. stone fucking. Yeah, God damn, cycle dude. of violence, though, you know? Yeah. But yeah, Claw we've got Jr. one person cut in half. Uh, we've got, we've got, uh, we've got uh, one person impaled. So Juggernaut, did, have... you, did you see how they, took that, <clears throat> how they took down Juggernaut? I didn't see how they so took So they down. dropped bombs on him, and he's like, you're going to have to try harder than that. But they were actually just like knockout gas bombs. So he's just like in this cloud okay. of gas, and he's just like, and he just <laughs> collapses face first on the ground. <laughs> Which makes sense so, for what happens later him well it yeah. does it makes total yeah. sense then in the, the prison but we we have this moment where uh where andrew wk yep. is like n- kind of knocked out on the floor and he goes i don't mean to intrude on a powerful moment <laughs> uh speaking for myself right now will medical attention be made available <laughs> i love it though because like <laughs> so you never get to see that. villains like that right they're either just like taken away in, in, and imprisoned they don't get a one-liner or they're just outright <laughs> killed and I love that he was just like, mm, now that the jig is up, <laughs> would medical uh, attention be possible? It was so fucking silly, but so enjoyable. Especially because then they use yeah. him to like cart him away to the, the prisoner area. Right. Yeah. Who's, uh, well, actually, before that, before that, moment? we get there. 
Okay. This, I thought it was going to get even crazier now because uh, Black Panther is standing over the dead body of Claw, got Batrock hanging out on the side, and then the Deathlock army shows up. These guys are still on the move, and they show up, and you're just like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? And they basically come up to him, and they're just like, hey, what's up, bro? uh, We're from America. We're dead soldiers. We're dead soldiers from America, and we're here to offer military assistance. We will sweep the perimeter. And Black Panther's like, hey, look, uh, zombies, listen up here real quick. (laughs) He's like, transmit this message back to your bosses. Like, you have an hour to get out of Wakanda. Or we'll consider this a declaration of war. So then it cuts back to like the command room and they're just like, all right, let's bring these assholes back. We've done screwed this <laughs> up. So that was kind of cool. It was a neat way to, to wrap all that up without just like another crazy battle or just like, you know, tearing apart well, you defenseless have to realize, dead soldiers reanimated into war machines. You have to realize that prior to this, Storm is outside causing uh, a, a, like a wind, like a thunderstorm and a hurricane sucking up and killing and these Deathlock soldiers that are out there. It. Which lightning strikes, which is what knocks the plane that's carrying the prostitute and the ambassador <laughs> out of the fucking sky. Yeah. Um, they crash, so then, what happens there? That's important. Well, in the in those final moments, uh prostitute uh sees um what was it, his cousin. So so Tashan sees his other friend and aide who's basically died in the crash. And right. then he sees the prostitute laying on the ground. And it's like, well, I better go check on her. I might get some. Because they had a weird... Right. Again, in an earlier episode, they, they had, had a weird, weird sex well, They moment. had a weird thing yeah. earlier in the episode where he's just like... The, the assistant was like, everything about her checks out. And everything you see is 100% real. And the guy was just like, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who knows? And the assistant's even just like, if you have sex with her, he's just like, whoa, 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 He's, whoa, he's buddy. straight like, up like encouraging it. He's like, you've basically saved her life and her husband's life. She should reward you handsomely. Just like, you fucking perv. You just said her husband in the same breath. Everybody just calm, just calm down. down. Right it's here. actually Let's a big just... fat dude in disguise. So just cool it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Golly. Uh, but again, uh, Tashan is uh, Black Panther's cousin. Right. And so in these, in these final moments, uh, prostitute is just like, I have one regret. And she kisses uh, Tashan and she becomes Tashan. Tashan Which now. was, like you said, a cool so we... way to set up continuing stories because Season now two. you have like a spy essentially inside the inner circle inside the inner ranks yeah that's really cool that's really fucking right yeah. so speaking of storm let me get these what's, what's up with storm oh oh storm comes down and she's like uh up, you know she's like hey you know I'm, I'm glad that i'm here and he's just like oh it took took long enough yeah he's like i've like, been here 10 years she's she's like do you need a hand he's like i don't need a hand i need a he's face like, he's like do you need a hand standing she's like you've got you're pouring blood all over the place and then they have kind of this like weird romantic moment yeah. where he where she carries him up into the sky yeah, she like kisses him like, and then they like spiral up into the sky yeah where are we yeah. going it was a uh, it was very like reverse superman yeah. Lois yeah it was great and then he's like where are you, where are you taking me and she's like uh for starters let's go to the hospital which is great yeah and then we go to this this prison wing where someone is wheeling bat rock in and you see Black Knight, who has a great line. I don't remember what it was, but he's basically just like, no one can hold the Holy Knight, or whatever. And then the crazy thing is, like, this, the prison cell next to him is where his dang horse is, and it's taken up, like, most of the prison cell. Yeah. <laughs> and then Juggernaut's next, and he's like, you can't think a measly cage can hold a Juggernaut. And then all the smoke comes out, and he passes out again. That was pretty yeah. fun. So you see all that, and then you see T'Challa and Shuri are reunited as well. Right. And 
that's kind of where that whole thing wraps up. Yeah, it's kind of over. Kind Except of done. for the go back to the White House. What's going on there? Oh, they got some political decisions. I thought this was funny, actually, because it, like it was like a handover. Really? I thought it was funny because it was like a handover from the previous administration to like essentially the Obama administration. Right. Right. Because they, they have they, they have like a an Obama-esque character just be like, well, don't worry. I'm, I'm a call. We'll, I'm well, even a before call, that, uh, even before that. So they have Dondi Reese basically say she's talking to what amounts to Hillary Clinton because it's like a handover from secretaries right, of state. Right. And they're like, so you enacted a war on foreign soil in Wakanda and didn't like win. So now we're like super fucked. Like, yep, but it's your problem now. Good luck. I hope you have better luck than the previous administrations did. So Hillary like turns and basically looks at Barack and is just like, well, I guess I don't know. And he's like, let me, let me, uh, let me get Chalo on the phone. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll sort this out. And then I love that he does. I love that he's just like, yeah, to Chalo. Hey, Chalo, let me talk to you. Hey, let me talk. (laughs) Let me talk to you. What a great, what a great moment to end that though, because like the whole thing has been black empowerment african empowerment the fact that like this was a superior i don't want to say race but a superior um civilization a superior people superior technology way of thinking everything and then you have all these these administrations from america who's quote unquote like the greatest country on earth blah 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 whatever have been the world police for years and years and then not only are they outclassed in every sense of the word there but then you have this you have the first African-American president come in and then it's at least alluded to that he can just like talk to T'Challa on some sort of level that no one in a previous, in the previous seat could have. Yeah. Whether it's, it's pretty... a fool's errand or not, we don't know. But the fact that he was just like real chill about it, I was just like, I got this. Let me just talk to it's, him. <laughs> It'll be totally it's a, cool. It's a nice moment yes. to kind of go yeah, out on. It was kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. And then that cool okay. outro, which I love. Yeah, like exactly. Any final thoughts before we jump into uh, recommendations here? No, let's do it. Uh, guys, sometimes when we watch these cartoons, uh, we have specific opinions. Other times, other people on the internet, jerks, have different Mostly opinions. Mostly jerks. This first guy's not a jerk, though, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we get, we get a, let's get into some love it or hate it. Dave, you want to you wanna I'm going to go with off? some love it tonight, because everybody needs some love it. Ooh. Yeah, get some love it. Lyle. Lyle, love it. I love it. This is from Jajur 801697287 from United States, titled Awesome Black Panther. I thought the series was excellent. When is it coming to TV or DVD? How did you watch it if it wasn't on TV? Anyway. Yeah, what, what are, are you, you doing? doing? Like just watching it in your mind palace? Great storyline. Great use of the motion comic animation style using John Romita's artwork. Great choice in the voice actors. I can't wait to see what they do with the series next. Oh, Oh. this is from 2010 too, so I apologize. They need to adapt this into a movie. Guess what? Using the voice talent (laughs) as the actors. Again, sorry to disappoint you. Jimon Hansu, Kerry Washington, Jill Scott. This is cinematic gold. I have never seen an animated series like this. Way to go, Reginald and co. Uh, Reginald and Company, Reginald uh, Hudlin, I think was the, the, one of the production companies. I think he was actually the lead writer. And he voices Barack Obama, quote-unquote, president at the end. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. This needs to be on TV somewhere. BET. What? I'm guessing they helped develop it from the production credits. Or Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. Wow, that was great. Google it. 10 out of 10. <laughs> My favorite parts are, where the fuck did you watch this? If it wasn't on TV. Yeah, and, how- and Google it. 
a little bit concerned. Yeah, he'll be okay. Jajur, um, 801-697-287. So let's get into our difference of opinion that we have here, which is not terrible. It's not that bad. The, the only um, one that was worse got, than this was essentially yeah. just like a rehash of plot points, which we've already done for an hour and a half. So. Right. We've got a mid-10 from the U.S. Uh, this is early in uh, 2011. It says, good series, too bad. They wanted to play politics wah, in the wah. end. Art style was great, but the animation leaves something to be desired. Mm. The voice acting did a great job. Actors providing a feeling, or actors provided a living feel to all the characters. I was impressed with the selection of villains. This story is definitely adult-oriented. Storyline has such depth and complexity. I enjoyed how the story did not become a predictable canned retelling of the origin of the Black Panther. The strong African nation that resolves its own destiny is excellent. Unfortunately, to end the story with such a one-sided politics shows poor judgment for a story that should have remained nonpartisan. Still would recommend watching 98% of the movie, and that gets a 6 out of 10. I don't know that that's a 98% mid-10, but I'm going to give it to you because you wrote it. You wrote it. You know what you're talking about, mid-10. You wrote wrote it, it. mid-10. This brings it to us. It Dave. does. We're gonna go to you, buddy, because you've been a little rough the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent recommend this. Oh wow. Okay. Hundred percent. Hundred percent recommend this. Check this out. Uh, six episodes. If you are a Marvel comic enthusiast, uh, and this is something that you want to check out, I think that this is a great uh, primer and a great way to kind of explore a lot of the the things within Black Panther, Wakanda, uh, just sort of the the origin of this country and its and its heroes. It's going to be great kind of leading up to the the live action movie that i believe we get next yeah, year early february i believe early february of, uh, of next yep. year and so um so this is just this is just really great i i i mean the pacing is a little bit frantic and crazy at certain points but i really enjoyed it i didn't feel like there was anything even just bookending the series as i yeah. did i don't feel like i missed anything but I will still go back and watch those other four episodes. Yeah, and there's no like filler episodes. Like they're all very important to either the internal politics or the kind of the war plan that's going on or just like learning more about each of the individual characters. The only downside to this show, which I also recommend and, and echo Sean's uh, comments, the only downside is that they don't really have the time to go any deeper into any of the mythology. You get to see glimpses of it. You get to see snippets here and there. But you really don't get to dive deep into any of it. And that would be really cool. I'd love to see another series. I'd love to see at least another season. Because honestly, yeah. even the movie itself is just not going to have the time to go through all that stuff. So obviously the comics are available. I'd definitely check those out. Especially the new run from Tanahisi Coates, who is the newest uh, author, award-winning author, um, of the comic series. So definitely go and check that out as well. That's the most current sort of rendition, iteration, which will probably be echoed in the live action series um so that'll be pretty cool i believe it's ryan coogler who's directing that as well so if you know fruitvale station or definitely if you know um uh what was that what was the last rocky movie with uh michael b jordan I'm like blanking on the name uh, creed. creed yeah if you saw creed, creed yeah um these guys work great together so uh you get to see it again yeah. for black panther it's fantastic yeah and we will probably revisit that uh you know in eight months nine months Oh, Creed? We're going to revisit revisit Creed? Creed. I can't wait till Creed is turned into an animated series. The Creed cartoon. The Creed Chronicles. I just want to let you know, teach you how to do boxing, David. You can teach me how to do boxing? You're a little sloppy over there, Rock. Sure, hey. 
probably lay down. You're looking. Half your face is like falling off. I'm just skin over top of Yeah, I know. Radioactive man had a real effect on you. I am the law. And then Judge Dredd just came in. So now that Sean's back, before you go off on your internship, what are you up to in the next couple of weeks that listeners out there might want to know about? Guys, as always, I do live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. You can find tickets and showtimes with dc.org. And I'm always on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Paul Ellis. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. You can also find me on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. If you're interested in finding out more about this show right here, head on over to Patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can also find us on our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Check us out on Twitter at MorningTunes. Take a look at Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep the conversation going on Facebook and listen to our free audio podcasts each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you have a suggestion for a future episode or just want to talk about Black Panther with us some more, send us an email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. What's, uh, what's coming up next? I feel, I feel real good. We've got like a high point of Marvel May. It can only be solid gold content from here on out. Uh, do you really think that we're going to keep up it's with gotta solid gold content, content, content on this podcast? Like, why, why would we backpedal? It can't be worse. I mean, we could. Can we? We could go back in time. Back in time. Okay, yeah, we could do that. We could keep singing. This could become a karaoke Nah, let's not do that. I don't think the people that. out there would like that. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, we're going to go back in uh, time, could, but before, we could, we could before go... that, I mean, technically, we're going back in time twice, but. No, I mean, fair enough. I mean, we're technically we're always going we all, back. We in time we rarely talk stuff. about cartoons that haven't come out yet. Yeah, exactly. Future is a so tough, <laughs> a tough gig. Guys, we're gonna harness the power of future sooner or later. Uh, yeah, we could go. We could go back in time, and we could do a character mm-hmm. that was actually uh, came back thanks to uh, some studios figuring out some licensing bullshit. And was in a recent movie with the Black Panther. That will be one, but we won't get to him for two weeks. We got another one coming up before that. Uh, we've got a really bad one then <laughs> coming up. Real bad that's one gonna be up. it's gonna be really really bad, guys. <laughs> and we're gonna have special guest this Evan is... Valentine, most likely joining us for the show as uh, well. So this this is this is gonna be a hold on to your. It butts. is a hold on to your butts episode. So with that in mind, thank you for Holy listening shit. to Black Panther and Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons. We will see you next time. Thanks. Hey everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.